so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free! Hey everybody, it's a new episode of Ho Hong Kong. I'm your host, Mohamed Magdi, recording on a beautiful rainy Sunday evening. Now you're listening on interday of <laughs> listening. Yes. And uh, I'm here with my co-host. Hey, it's me, Vivek Mahubani, the guy that you have noticed from the podcast, from the internet, from the comedy shows, as well as hopefully now from Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So something... Something wild something happened. happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me what I know... Something. Before you explain, what I yeah. know... Is that you have been doing comedy for about fifty-five years? Yeah, exactly. My whole and life. You, yes, your whole life. Yeah, and you have managed to gain some success, especially on 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 Facebook. Yes, yes. Facebook in terms of right, followers, yeah, exactly. Right? Facebook was, was done and done. And you have kind of always like managed, like not managed to crack Instagram. Correct. For yeah. the longest time. For some we've reason, we've had multiple conversations about it, including on the podcast. When yeah. We're like, oh yeah, you know the discipline of posting and all of these things. Yeah. And then, so you were stuck a certain number of followers on Instagram, whatever it was. Yeah. And then, literally, like two days before we start recording. Yeah. And then your your followers double. Exactly. Now, we're not saying that your followers were 200 to 400, because yeah. that's not very impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your followers before... Was like, we were at like around 6,000. Right. I'm right now, I just checked, at 13,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, you do comedy for so many years. Yeah. And Nobody then, cares. And then, so here's my question. Yes. Did you post your dick on on stories? <laughs> exactly. I think it was a dick move, <laughs> but not my dick itself. Right. Yeah. No, so what I actually did is that uh, I had my solo show happening this weekend as mm. we we're recording, and we had a little problem with the ticketing and everything. We hadn't sold any tickets because the ticketing wasn't even up, mm. like just 13 days before the show. I had like 300 tickets to try this to sell. This is such a classic comedian, say, like, like blaming the ticketing platform. Yeah. So I had a problem with the ticketing. What they're trying to say is like, I didn't sell any tickets exactly but yeah. this is another way to say it. we had a problem with the ticket <laughs> exactly yeah and i'm correct the ticketing was a problem it just <laughs> this time for once it wasn't my issue right. <laughs> no but actually you're right right so and so every, i'm freaking out i'm like uh what's going on what's going on you know and then finally we start selling tickets and i'm losing my mind because i'm like there's no way i'm selling like 300 to like 400 tickets mm. in 10 days right? right this is crazy so then I'm just like, oh, you know what? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? You know, do some typical ads on social media. I'm like, ah, that never works anyway. Mm. And I decided, you know what? We've had this conversation before, me and Mo. Uh, we talked about how it's time to get hip with the kids, put the videos on and stuff like that. So I decided, all right, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going to post a video of one of my bits that I've done before, and just whatever it is, it is right. Right. So and put course, it up on ICQ. Exactly on ICQ. Yeah. Exactly right. Now. You know me, before I do any of these things, I have to do like thousands of research. I've got to study what is the history of IG. Right. Why not <laughs> I-N-Y-I-G, stuff yeah. like that, right? I'm studying all that stuff. So I go to these schools to give their talks, okay? So at the school talk, I force myself to post an IG story of I'm at the school doing this talk. Mm. And I make myself post a, 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 a IG carousel post of a picture of me doing a talk at the school. The Wait, kids, did you say, uh, you mean IG stories? Uh, no, stories, number one. What and is also, carousel? Uh, so it's, it's the photos, just the photos. Basically, the, uh, the Instagram carousel means the photos, not the videos. All right? Oh, so the post, like an IG yeah, post. Yeah, yeah, IG okay. post, but they call it carousel apparently now. Do that's, they? That's what the research tells me. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Okay. All right. So I put this, this post with yeah. the photo, and the, the kids are in the, in the shot. Right. They are losing their minds. They're like, oh my God, I'm in a photo. They're sharing and everything. Sure. I was like, okay, this kind of works. So if I tell them something they understand, they like it. 
Huh. Right. So I quickly posted a video of one of my comedy bits, which is the bit about me taking the lift and pressing the door close button. Mm. Everyone lost their shit. It's everyone's sharing it and everything. I was like, first of all, that's yeah. a twenty second bit. Right. I spent my my life doing comedy for all these years, yes. trying to think like, how can I get a few more followers? Putting nicely angled shots, adding captions of like, comedy really brings me joy because yeah. it's my way to express my life. Hopefully, connecting with my audience. Nobody cares. I'm like, hey, so like, you know, the best thing in Hong Kong is when you press the door close button <laughs> on your friend. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> it's not even that like it's nothing to do with the bit I think like the bit yeah. is good it's yeah. not, like you are actually like playing down how good the bit is the bit is great yeah, yeah, yeah. however the editing to me as just an old man who like like you cares about quality and resolution yeah. the editing is garbage it's garbage it's so bad it's shit <laughs> like, yeah it's like it's like you know the the zooming in on the hands and yeah. the, the, the crazy fonts I'm looking at it I'm like what is this shit dude when what? I post it up when I post it up I lost all hope on humanity <laughs> I was like this is what you works you sold out yeah I was like I can't believe it I got to zoom my finger because exactly. I'm talking about my finger and you're like that's a finger <laughs> I gotta dude if you watch my shit so, okay, uh, everybody go to Instagram now I, you'd have to follow me whatever yeah. funny Vivek I unfollowed I, I you already yeah, exactly. I, follow you. This, I can't be part of this right <laughs> just watch the clip the, the happy, uh, Hong Kong happiness in 20 seconds right watch that yeah. watch how I have to pop up the words exactly. yes this word is big that word uh -huh. is small to get your attention so you get the whole rhythm because yeah. god forbid I give you subtitles you're like I don't want to read also, but if I pop the word, it works. Watch someone cut what I just said. The editing is garbage, and then play like play me after playing all of these yeah. videos with no success. Yeah, and then playing like a then. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I will I mean, totally try. It's by the all way. garbage. I will I still don't do like the the garbage editing and yeah. try to. Oh my god. Uh, well, there I you lost go. So yeah, hope in humanity. That, so now uh, I've lost humanity's hope. However, today <laughs> I have a lot more hope because we finally have a guest again. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so. I've good. actually been. I have been uh, like I looked at the previous episode. The last three or four guests are all stand-up comedians. Yeah, yeah, because we had uh, we had um, Jason in Australia. Oh yeah, Jason Young in Australia. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah. Andy when he was ex comedian. Oh yeah, technically he has <laughs> told uh, jokes before. Yeah, he has. We'll give him that. Uh, uh, his face is one. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and then Kevin J. So that's actually we have we're a pretty good. Uh, Our streak is on. Yeah, yeah, the streak is strong. So today we have a special guest. Uh, you might have heard of him, and if you have, well done. If you haven't, well then try harder, <laughs> I guess, you know. But it's okay. <laughs> this is our, our non-prepared introduction. Yes. This is how we introduce all our guests, with no respect. Please welcome <laughs> to the podcast from, you want to say Japan? No. Oh, please welcome <laughs> to the podcast right <laughs> off the stage, Ollie Horn. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So this is how the whole <laughs> podcast quality. We, yeah. we we lower the quality down, much inspired by the Instagram reel of dumbing <laughs> shit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so now we're, yeah. we're going to double our listeners. You even, you even checked what country you want me to come from during introducing <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Why looking at your very white face yeah, and going, exactly. Japan, you know, right? MCs make that mistake. Well, they used to make that mistake a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd get that like, all the way from Japan, Ollie Horn. First sure. of all, you'd have the audience go, well, here we go. This will be dicey, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I walk up and it's not a Japanese guy, obviously. Yeah. And then yeah. I have to, like, address it. Yeah. And it's, like, not the plan. Right, <laughs> right. right. Um, well, like, also, you. Japanese people don't really say the letter L. So it's yeah. like, there's no Ollie. way someone even yeah. named the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Japanese kid yeah. L, like Ollie. Yeah. I like, would have <laughs> been, do you know what's really funny? I, there was an exchange student at my school called Risa, right? And that's the correct pronunciation. Uh, say that again? Risa. Risa. So it's, like, it's, it's the Japanese R and L sound is like midway between the, right? Right. The yeah. So it's the, for the, the alphabet is right? Yeah, so yeah. Risa, right? And 
she had the toughest time because everyone's like, yeah, yeah, Lisa. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Lisa. 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 <laughs> so there's, no, there's nothing she could do to persuade people. And then she looks at you, she's like, Ori. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, my name in Japanese is Ori. Yeah, Ori. yeah. Ori. Um, but there's nothing she could do to persuade people that she was right. Yeah. Right. No, that is my name. Yeah, yeah, Lisa. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it's Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, there was a, now I remember this, there was another kid from, at my school. I worked at my school after I like left my high school because we used to have loads of like international exchange students come and uh, they'd always come a week early to like get settled. And um, all the kids from Hong Kong and Taiwan and mainland China uh, would have to choose their English name like in that first week. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to the class, just choose whatever, like whatever yeah. you want. It doesn't matter. Your favorite word is good. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, one of them went for their favorite color. <laughs> yellow. Oh, right. and so we won. Hi, I'm Yellow. Yeah. Um, we, put, we we just, we just put a stop to it. <laughs> You're like, all right, we're Wait. assigning you numbers now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous, man. And the, and the the weirdest thing is that it's the is the uh, Taiwanese or Chinese kid or the Hong Kong kid that said they call Yellow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. it was one of those. Oh we're man! Hairs at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. at that moment, you're like, this is not politically correct at all to no. even call yourself that. Can I also say, for legal reasons, all these kids are from one country. Keep going. That's right. right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. that's why I said we're splitting hairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the kids are trying to pick up the names, and one is yellow. Any any other standout names you've had? Well, all the other names, they, they were always so Dickensian, you know. Like the education of these kids mm. is they're often from like a, a rich part of. Of Asia, so they've had quite a good education already. Mm. And typically, the ones which they would send to a bottom tier private school in the UK tended to be the thick ones, right? <laughs> and so their cultural references were like they'd read one Dickens. So it was just, there was a lot of like Edwins and like Cliffords, exactly. Just yeah. exactly. Well, you know the school, ne- yeah. You know, ne- <laughs> yeah. They Actually, to, like, I've seen you speak fluent Japanese, and you do, but I think you're also too white to not l- sound racist, even when you speak fluent Japanese. <laughs> yeah, exactly, well, it, it's kind of the ultimate loophole that <laughs> yeah. like, I can I can do the lang- I can do the language, so I must be yeah. able to do the accent. Yeah, uh, but, but it I sounds mean, like you're doing well, an impression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, there's there's a really funny there's a great show called Joke Thieves, which yeah, is right. uh, by a comedian called Will Mars, and he does it at, at the Fringe every year. I think he might have toured it. Mm. And basically, each comedian does a five minute set, and then another comedian. We have done it. Locally before. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? And it was a ripoff, and uh, Will was very angry about it. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Whoops. In fact, it's just like, you know, it's kind of like an. This should probably be a Christmas Kringle show. You know what I mean? Like a game show. This should probably be off record. Oh, no, no. But go, I, go for I it. was a back channel between uh, the organizer, who we all know who it was. Uh, Wait, was he talking about? Uh, oh yeah, okay. The one no, in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's funny. Anyway, so you know, well, the ironically, the joke thieves show was stolen. He really had it coming. Oh no! It was in the name, buddy. I mean, like you know, <laughs> nice <laughs> fucking format. It's thieves. like calling your bank more money. It's like no, I don't want that. <laughs> but anyway, so the format is: you do five minutes, someone else steals it. And my trick in that show is I will always do a joke in Japanese. Nah. So then when the other comic has to steal my routine, they've got to find a way to yeah, make yeah, it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about Joke Thieves is that there's a certain competitive spirit to it. Yeah. We're trying to trip the other one over. Totally. In a very yeah. nice kind of, you know, friendly way. We're like, we're just having a good time together, right? You did one. I did one with Danny. With Danny, that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. So local comedian in Hong Kong, uh, Danny, who is, uh, who is a lady. Yes. And uh, you are uh, not. I am not, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so you go up as Danny and what do, what are you wearing what, describe I, I, yourself so what I did is I wore a black garbage bag over me because Danny has uh, a little bit more of let me just say uh, 
size. Hefty lass. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm. So I decided what better way to portray a person of a certain proportion than put on a whole garbage bag over my body. <laughs> and then and, put a pillow And under? put a pillow under <laughs> as well, just to show the volume, the dedication of the art form. Right. And to also show the comparison of how big she could be, she was holding a notepad the size of like an A4 sheet. I went and took like a small little pad the size of your phone <laughs> and held it up comparing to the same size to say that's how big she is. All I'm hearing right. is fat phobic. Exactly. A, a very fat phobia. Yeah. Yeah, right now I'm I mean, shaking my legs. Can I just say as someone who's overweight it's actually quite funny. It's <laughs> uh, quite funny to say the Thank person's Thank you for allowing us to now make yeah, fun yeah, of you. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's yeah. my F word. You can keep it all... Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ollie's giving you the nod. You <laughs> nice. All right, all right. So, is your mama so fat? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, my mum's not. She's thin and good looking. I talk about this in my show, which you'd know if you'd been. Uh, yeah, no, well, no. if you went to a right, right place to exactly. do the show, you you're know, sitting I, in front of two, two other. <laughs> you're literally performing. Both <laughs> <laughs> of us right now are yeah, shows. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I couldn't have picked a location that was. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have the balls to come here and be like, you could have come to our <laughs> show. Yeah, I'm like, really? I couldn't, dude. <laughs> I mean, you. you, you you could. Actually, no. Literally, if we buy both of us, yeah. if we buy tickets. I'm pretty sure he'd be like, yeah, no. no. I'll pay you your money back. Get out. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. On but, record. Yes. Anyway, yeah. one of the lines in my show is I say, I, 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 I get myself in knots, right? But obviously mm. it's a bit. Mm. Um, but I, I pretend <laughs> to get a bit confused with my place. Mm. And I uh, accidentally say that my mum's good looking. And I, and I say that she's got a lovely rack. That's hereditary. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God. and, and the, it doesn't really get a laugh, but I always like, I, I just know that some people will enjoy that. Yeah. Because right. I've got tits. There we go. That's Fair it. enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, man. So, like, did you do that bit in your show? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did the people laugh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good show. I'm good at well, that, there you go. Now you've cultivated, <laughs> a, you've cultivated a good audience that can kind of enjoy that kind of little, little smart humor. We have to go like, oh, well, I you're coming off going. the back of a weekend in Hong Kong for people who don't know. Oh, yeah, that's in, in a place. Yeah, yeah, for the context. This Japanese a, guy speaks damn good English. <laughs> exactly. Right. What's yeah. happening? So let's start from the beginning. You're born in 1980. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did you get to a Hong Kong uh, weekend in 2023? Um, is, I mean, we have seven hours left, so we yeah. can start let's now. Do, all right. Shall I give you my relationship with Hong Kong? Let's do that. Let's yeah, do that. Shall I tell you the actual truth? Tell me the actual truth of why Hong Kong is a place you know of. Okay. Just so you know, every time you mention the name of the place where you performed, we're going to cut it out. Okay, so, yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew that censorship was, uh, yeah, was a yeah. thing here. Let me just say, we're getting ready for the real censorship. Yeah. So look, I didn't know anything about Hong Kong uh, until I made a friend at university, right, mm -hmm. who happened to be beautiful. Ah, mm. but was this person a Hong Kong person? Yeah. Ah, okay, Kong, that made sense. And then, then. she went to go study uh, in um, in the UK. Ah. And and so like so, I think she was probably my first. I, there was definitely kids from Hong Kong at my school. Yes. But um, that wasn't relevant to sixteen-year-old me because they were the Chinese students. Ah. You know, in the sense, like I, I I was I was. Do you know what? Looking back, I went to an amazing school with kids from all around the world, and also looking back, rich kids. That's the other thing. They're, they're yeah. all. You know, like uh, uh, multiple Russian oligarchs. Mm. Like, and where was kids. that school? Paris? Uh, no, southwest of England. Because you went to uni in Paris too. Oh, uni in Paris. Okay, so, right, yeah. Yeah. so my story is yeah. went to uni in the UK. So basically, until the age of like 20, I barely traveled. Like, don't yeah. leave the country. I, like, people assume I'm like from like international school background. Not at all. You caught up a lot, man. I mean, for someone who hadn't traveled until like 20 something years old, you've learned a lot of culture compared to people who travel their whole lives and don't know shit. Yes, yep. you. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, never say that shit on this <laughs> show. I want them going. Um, I did it for, for the listeners, I did it with the, the head wobble. Ah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I understood. I was like, I could, I, now I get what you're saying. Yeah. Without the bubble, I'm like, why is he just saying, make any sound? This doesn't make sense. Um, so, 
yeah, so didn't know didn't know much about about Hong Kong, but anyway, met, made that friend, and I I thought that she might fancy me, um, but all that was kind of in the back of my mind. Basically, I got an op- she, she was connected in the legal world because of her dad, and he introduced me to someone to do an internship because I was training to be a lawyer at the time, yeah. right? Um, and this was like 2013, 2014. So pre-Umbrella Revolution, the legal system was still very much in English. They were actively recruiting like foreign lawyers, you know, yeah, from, yeah, the, yeah. Um, from the basically like Commonwealth legal system. And so I was thinking, how cool would that be to, you know, to, so I went and did like an internship at the High Court. I was a marshal. So I, huh. um, yeah, in Hong so, Kong? Yeah, yeah. For an Indian wow. judge, actually, Mr. Justice oh. Mawini. Wow. Cool. Yeah. This guy worked. And, and so, I mean, look at the tables turn. Yeah, look at this exactly. guy being the inferior. <laughs> yeah. So I did, I did research. It was really interesting. So in order to pay to do that, um, there was this thing called like the Oxford Summer Camp where they'd get Oxford undergrads to teach local kids English and drama and music and stuff. Yeah. And I don't remember where it was, but I remember it being coasted. It was a lovely school. I remember I could walk to the beach every day. I wish I remembered where it was. But anyway, so when that kind of paid my flights out here, that gave me a bit of pocket money. I had a dorm there. So that's so that was the summer. And you have, you're not doing any stand up at the time, like no. Well, I, 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 I know done. where it is. Hong Kong uh, University of Science Technology, where you like you're looking at the ocean, right, the whole time. It's possible. It's, it it was so be. long ago. Yeah. But yeah. So I'd, I'd done open mic comedy at the time. So I'd started right. I, my first interest in comedy mm. was in Paris mm. uh, when I was an exchange student uh, in like 2012, 2013. That was the first time I saw live stand up in a small room. And I'm like, oh hey, that's the kind of thing you can do. Oh, and earlier you're saying also our common friend Paul Taylor. That's when he was starting at the time too. Yeah, so Paul Taylor was like starting exactly the same time. I remember, yeah. I remember doing a, a gig with him at the Théâtre Saint Gymnase, which is a little room above. Um, you know, at the time in Paris, I was like, could, one could, you, could you say that little Frenchy thing you just said again? Croissant. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> so um, I mean, I've already fucking balls up this introduction. We're ten minutes in, and I don't even hey, know. Did yeah. you see how I introduced you? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you did a pretty damn good job yeah. over there. Um, but anyway, so the Hong Kong thing was like, yeah, so like I was vaguely aware of the country because of this girl. And obviously when I arrived, I messaged her. I was like, hey, we should hang out. She's like, no, I'll be in New York, New York, New York, New York with my boyfriend. And I'll be like, that's great. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you have got to be the first white guy who did not successfully get in Hong Kong girl when you were in a home court territory advantage. I know. Yeah. And also at the time I was good looking. I was like... Working at the high court, it's like mm. everything, yeah, everything's successful. Like, yeah, you, I mean, I my only explanation is that she probably got a better white guy. Yeah, right, probably. Not, I, Maybe I, it was the accent. Maybe she wanted the American accent, not the. Presume. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I bet you it was yellow, dude. It's all coming together now. Oh, I God. get it. <laughs> um, where, where, where she stayed? We stayed in touch. She's a lawyer. Anyway, so I'm very grateful to her because she, through her contacts, got me this. And so it was always like, you know, I wanted to do law, but I didn't really want to stay in the UK. I wanted to travel. So that's when I originally came to Hong Kong. There were loads of mics at the time. Mm. So this is 2014. You had like, Comedy HK was running stuff. Brew House, take out, yeah. yeah. Take Out Comedy was running. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. running. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> open mics on Tuesday nights, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. and I remember the like... Legendary uh, Gary Jackson was around. Yeah, That's yeah, right. he was still there. No yeah, faces yeah, yeah. were shattered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and so it was, so for someone that had like done, you know, maybe like a handful of gigs back in the UK, mm. um, it was amazing. I, I got up on stage every night and obviously like, I didn't have any girls to like waste my time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... I, I mean, I really do. I didn't start in Hong Kong, but I really feel like this was like the kick up the ass. Sure. And crucially, the thing, the really important thing was, I met 
the pro, you know, well, the, the Hong Kong pros, the people who were the regional headliners. Yeah. And what that meant was when I then eventually moved to Japan, uh, to the south of Japan for Korka, to go take a university research position in trademark law with hilarious consequences. <laughs> I was like, well, I was into stand up, but I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was like a, I remember talking to a little local bar about putting on a show. And he went, yeah, but are there any comedians here? I went, in no, Japan? But, yeah, yeah, in okay, Japan. Okay. I was like, no, but I've met a bunch in Hong Kong. I bet I could fly them over. So it was it was people like that. It was people like Nick Milnes. I remember um, a couple of the- Ryan Heineck? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, it's Ryan like, all, all, like, all, that, yeah. all that all that, all that Garen, 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 yeah. Garen, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, so, you were around too, obviously. I must have been around, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, I was looking for like funny people, right? Fair so, enough, yeah. you know, fair um, enough. And I was too expensive anyway, so. Ali was like, you know, you're funny and you're free. Let's come on over here. But but I do kind of credit Hong Kong to like, and so loads of people gave me advice too, right? Like if I messaged anyone here about how to run a show, I'd get I'd get advice because I was absolutely clueless. Mm. So I really credit Hong Kong to like helping me start my comedy career. Mm. I got all that stage time at the time. I I knew what. Let's I go nuts with the word. Let's not go nuts with the word career, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> In British English, career doesn't mean the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> career yeah. means scraping by. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He means carer. <laughs> He's a comedy carer. Back home, it's a brand for air conditioning. Exactly. I don't even yeah. know. He's a Carrier, that's all he Carrier. is. Yeah. He didn't do shit, he just got it on him. You <laughs> <laughs> put on a CB like, hey, I got AIDS. You're a carrier, buddy. You didn't get nothing. As the all bullying right. ended. You're yes. a carrier of comedy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jamie's a carrier of a torch for the Olympic thing. I go on. Can you tell you the story? I've seen the story every year on Facebook. So... Right, go, on. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Okay, so you're you're, you're trying to care care about comedy in yeah. Japan. Yes, and and like you know, so having like I went to the takeout open mic once or twice, did all these shows at one hundred and nine. Really, like you know, I got, I got a good ten minutes by that point because I was doing it every night, and then started this room in Fukuoka, Japan. There'd never been stand up comedy there before. Mm. Started getting advice from. How long before the the first visiting comic made a joke about Fukuoka sounding like fuck? Oh, it was like before. Everyone, I mean, right? while I was booking them. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> while you're building the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because because the airport code is FUK. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So nice. like so probably, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got that same opening. Hey, guys. Yeah. So I had a time in my. Yeah, oh, okay. and it's the same as like we were doing, we were planning to do a show in um, Nagasaki. Yeah. <laughs> and I started putting the word out. I was like, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. So um, yeah, so so uh, you know, so to, to be serious for a minute, because I'm mm. sure the listeners will appreciate. It, I'm because you know that you, you don't judge our listeners. You two don't respect me, but your <laughs> listeners might. I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. I credit Hong Kong a lot to the fact that I saw what a, at the time it was quite, it was a divided community because there was kind of comedy Hong Kong seemed to have a slightly different patch to to take out yeah. comedy. Um, We're going to have to do a lot of bleeping on this episode. Everybody just imagine the bleeping. I'm yeah. not doing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go on, yeah. But it was also very vibrant. You know, there was visiting headliners coming every single week. And it was like, then through being in Fukuoka, I would then fly back to Hong Kong every, almost six months it felt yeah. like. You know, like Brendan Burns did his tour open for him. Uh, we I brought a couple of acts to Japan and we gave them stops at Hong Kong. You know, I think it was at the arts. What, what was no, no, no. It, you, it, was, it wasn't with Punchline, right? No, it wasn't with okay, Punchline. Okay, it was the arts center then, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was the arts center, that's yeah. right. And like, and so my 
friend Phil Wang. He came to do a tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came out. He he did that. And then Phil he, Phil blew up. Phil yeah. Phil yeah. Wang, yeah, he's huge. Yeah. But then he yeah. came back to Hong Kong again to do the Melbourne Comedy Road Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I happened to be doing I think Takeout or something else at the time. So I hang out with him. So I really felt that like this was like a little comedy mecca for me. Every time I came back, I'd meet new people. Yeah. Have a great time. So. Really, really grateful for the time. Obviously, I think the comedy scene here has changed. I mean, basically, at the time, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, if I become a lawyer, yeah, I might just get Hong Kong qualified because it's mm. like basically the same as getting qualified in the UK and like what a fun place to be. Correct. Obviously, then Umbrella Movement happened almost straight away after yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I left. I'm not saying I'm responsible for it. <laughs> um, and then slowly, I just kind of got, you know, I, I came back. I think I did an internship with a um, like a barrister's chambers and uh -huh. they were like, uh, this was like 2016, I think. And that was probably the year where I thought I'm actually not going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a comedian because I started to so 2016 up. was the turning point. I think so. And, 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 and that was interesting. It was like, you know, I, it was the turning point for Hong Kong too. I mean, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. the, the, I remember one of the barristers saying, um, you know, obviously you read Japanese, so you can probably pick up, um, Cantonese quite easily, right? Because obviously yeah, there's a lot of overlap. Well, yeah. the traditional characters are the same as the Japanese characters, right? Yes. They hadn't been simplified. So, and it's true. Like I can look at a menu and like more or less work out what's going on. But obviously, I can't speak Cantonese. But I thought that would be achievable. I probably could actually learn how to read Cantonese if I needed to. And you you need to be able to read documents for the purpose of being a, a lawyer here. But you don't need to speak Cantonese because you plead in English, right? Mm. But I remember one of the lawyers saying, like, you know, although that's technically true things are starting to change. And sure, the, yeah. the old guard of, of the British judges hmm. or the well, or the old Commonwealth, you know, the Indian judges and, and, and whatever else, they were starting to retire or maybe have, be encouraged to have early retirement. Hmm. And, you know, they, the, the lawyers were all going on training courses in the mainland where it was taught in Mandarin. And, and it's just... You I just sense got, it, yeah. You I just got it. the yeah, sense that, yeah. like, if, if I'd made this decision maybe 15, 20 years ago... You could have a pretty good career here, mm. and what was in, what's interesting about Hong Kong lawyers compared to the the UK bar is there's a lot more generalists, right? Mm -hmm, because if mm -hmm. if there's a specialist needed, they're still flown in from other places. Yeah. So you can have a you can have a lawyer that like deals with lots of different areas of law, and that you know for someone like me who's absolutely stubbornly not going to commit to anything in his life. <laughs> you know, that seemed really I can see in your comedy career, you haven't committed to comedy either. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, it's uh, rude. So hey everyone, let's get to comedy. So the last time <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I was trying to pull something out of my phone, the last time we saw each other before today, when was it? It was when I it was... was yesterday. I'll be home, everyone. Was that funny? It was pretty good. Let's go watch the show. Before, before, keep that dial tuned in to the Only Horn Comedy Hour. I actually, and that was actually the perfect voice because I wanted to tune into this part. You were the radio DJ side of Ollie. Oh, the reason I say this because we were in Melbourne just a few months ago. That sounds so glamorous, doesn't it? Right, so glamorous. We were in Melbourne doing shows, and you were radio. DJ, this guy over here, we were doing our road trip, and for all the listeners over here, Ollie opened our eyes to the power and the art form of radio DJs yeah. who can drop the beat and drop the sentence at the game. right time. It's a fun game. So what he introduced us to do is that, and this is a good road trip game you can do as well, is that Ollie has a whole playlist of songs that sound great for the first 20 seconds and <laughs> suck yeah. after yeah, they're like intro clips, right? Like it's like the perfect. No, it's, it's just songs. Yeah, it could be pop songs, whatever. But yeah. they just have the perfect opening that gives you. Yeah, just yeah like it time. starts with a pop. 
It, but no, it's, it's basically it's, it's the music before the lyrics kick in. Yeah. Oh, right? that's cool. And you're gonna say all the stuff like Ollie will talk about the weather, this and that, and like he'll say perfectly and just round it up and be like, oh, but yeah. But the, the trick is you've got to like say what you want to say and have a really nice conclusion just before the lyrics. Kick yeah. In. Um. So and, and Ollie will then sometimes if the song is like say I don't know baby baby something he'll have something that will just tie it in and something with the baby. Yeah. End. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Give a call to your girlfriend and make sure you call her baby. Like, wow! Wow! That was good. You had also that the 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 studio for the radio station was like a glass window. Yeah. Well, okay, onto so for what, the what, what Vivek yeah. hasn't said is I really like radio. As a kid at high, at high school, yeah, I like volunteered at a local community radio. I love radio. I think it's brilliant. And I did. I was I did a bit of radio in Japan. I was a roving reporter, but I'd also be in the studio sometimes. And you're right. I showed you my yeah my you studio, did. and it is odd. It's like in a shopping center. It's a glass booth. So it's like people are looking in and like it's like you're like animals. I know. I, I've actually done something like that before. In Mongkok and Langa Place, there used to be this radio on the ground floor where they has a, like, uh, there's a coffee shop and the supermarket. Yeah. And the windows, what they have is like when we start recording, the windows like open up and you can see that people see. Oh, wow, like, that's so it, like, cool. It rises up where like over there go like a light. Is that gentleman going right. Isn't it distracting though? Like someone is like, you know, flashing you or whatever from the street. I've, it, got, I've got a story like that. Yeah, <laughs> go, on, go for I, it. He I, wins. Yeah, go, I, go, go, go. I well, I, I have an ex, and she still is an ex, <laughs> um, who um, she got really cross with me because she found stuff on my phone that she unlocked while I was sleeping by taking my thumb. Right. <laughs> right. So uh. all so far, perfectly reasonable stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and they decided to trash my apartment, and my and I was living at the time. Before I was before I earned any money, I was living in like a. Oh, your ex is also my ex. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she had standards. So, uh, <laughs> it was like a really small apartment with a balcony area that you slept on. You know, so it's like you you, you climb up. You climbed the, a ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she removed the ladder, then trashed my apartment. So I was like, I had like front row seats on a balcony <laughs> watching her trash my apartment. Right? <laughs> so then eventually, I'm late for the radio. I clamber down, and then she then stands outside that glass window, just bawling her eyes out for the entire three-hour broadcast. Mm. And the uh, and like Wait, I was she, she's crying, she's bawling her eyes yeah. out. <laughs> and I was new to the job, right? And I was trying to make a good impression. Yeah. This, and I was already late, and this wasn't whatever this was. This wasn't it. And um, then the DJ in the studio, the, like the guy who's been like famous guy, been on the radio for years, was like, "Do you know her?" And I was like. <laughs> Just a fan, I think. Just <laughs> probably quite pleased to see yeah. him. Guessing. She's just like, I can't believe he's doing it live in front of me. Yeah. I have tears so in that's, my eyes. That's what she was there. Yeah. So anyway, that was a so on the on the fuck airport story uh, from Fukuoka. I like last time before you came to Hong Kong was I when I was in Fukuoka, yeah, 2018, yeah, yeah. right? So I do the gig. I hang out with Ollie. Quite it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Super fun whatever blah blah and i am going on to the next destination i don't remember i was still on tour i don't remember which country i was going to next but <laughs> so he puts me on the train to fukuoka airport i for the context i had booked the flights part of the deal is that i was booking my own flights because i'm doing my tour so he gave me money and i booked my own flights whatever he puts me on the train to fukuoka airport Great here's guy. the message that i send i always make sure if i go <laughs> yeah, to the train station <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he puts me on the <laughs> He puts me on the train, and then here's the message that I send him right after. Dude, my flight's from Saga Airport. Oh. <laughs> How far is Saga Airport from Fukuoka? Because I think what happens is that when I was booked, I just wrote Fukuoka on the sky scanner yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it gave me... The nearest a few options, right? A few yeah, options, yeah. but they both say for Quaker. So how did I make that mistake, first of all? Well, why did Saga come up? How did I end up I booking actually, it? I mean, it, it must be because like you were looking for the cheapest flights, and Skyscanner was showing you regional. Airport. Right. 
Also, Saga Airport is not like Saga is not a million miles from Fukuoka. It's the neighbouring prefecture. Exactly. And I used to go to Saga. I used to work for Saga TV. That was my claim to fame. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if ever if there was a there was a show called Saga Monosugo, uh, amazing things in Saga. Saga Monosugo. 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 Ah. Saga Monosugo no Orihon de gozaimasu. Hi. Anyway, so neighbouring prefecture. <laughs> this is this is the beginning of the story. Me, by the way, it would take me about an hour and a half on the train to get. Exactly. There. Yes. So this is the beginning of the story because I realize this on Saga, which is a little far, an hour and a half. I'm f freaking out. I'm not going to make my flight. Next message from me goes, dude, my flight's not even today. It's fucking tomorrow. Which <laughs> <laughs> is problem solved. <laughs> what did I respond? Problem solved. You go, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> did I say, did I say that? <laughs> and that's the word I was searching for to find our conversation. <laughs> so you're funny. an idiot. You're I'm, looking at actually, our messages. Actually, to me, to look, so look, this is good, right? Yeah. Um, so, oh, there's yeah. a lot of comedy so, in so, there. So, <laughs> I forgot about this. Which year was this? Which year was it? 2018. 2018. June 2018. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my flight is from Saga Airport. Oh, yeah. You can read it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Me, are you serious? Holy shit. Good luck. <laughs> and then doesn't doesn't say anything after that, by the way. He good says, luck. And go. He's like, I have no problem. Well, yeah. Because you, all, you, cause you sent a message saying I'm on the train to Saga. So sure. Like, well, if you're on the yeah. train to Saga, then you're on the train. You know, what can I do? <laughs> Did you I'm, like, I'm connected, but I'm not so connected that I can. Like, yeah. No, no, it keeps going. This is the strings. beginning of. A saga, by the way. Hey, Mohammed doing a viv. Dude, my flight is from Saga Airport. Haha, I'm on the JR now to Saga. JR's the train line. Me, are you serious? Holy shit. Good luck. What a fucking dick. Good luck. He calls his headliner, you're an idiot. Good luck. Just made money off me. And he's like, yep, sure. And then capital letters, dude, my flight is not even today. Me, you are joking. No, it's tomorrow. I can't stop laughing. Then I'm like, well, Saga's a nice place to be. You're an idiot. <laughs> he says, you think? I say, absolutely. Um, and I said, there are a few really nice walks. Um, Kora Tashira Shrine is a great view of the city. Yeah, because I, I recently I know, yeah, So there. let me get like, so we don't bore people with the um, entire conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, you could spend the day sightseeing, come back here, or I can find you a cheaper town of the air. But hang on, I was being nice to you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, what about Nagasaki? from a historical context <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really was because i'm like i want to see an interesting place yeah, yeah, yeah. and i realized nagasaki is not that far um, yeah. anymore ah. i don't get why the person who told you your flight was from saga didn't also notice the date because <laughs> okay this is funny so I, so I presumed he got to the airport and they were like you're in the wrong airport. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I said, I don't get why the person who told you your flight was from Saga <laughs> didn't also notice the date was wrong. <laughs> and he goes, because both of those people are me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh God. It oh, keeps going. Oh, yeah. There's another fuck up. How are you still okay talking to him? He <laughs> sends a screenshot of a ticket and asks me to read it. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, yes, that ticket says your flight is tomorrow from Saga. He says, I can't stop laughing. I say, you've done a great job. Um, oh, wait, wait, yes, okay. So let's get to, like, there is some part Jesus after that. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, man. And remember, like, from the promoter's point of view, the show's done. Yeah. I've cashed down. Yeah, yeah I don't need to deal with this. Not my sh not yeah, my exactly. Shit. Read the contract, man. What like, con literally goes, like, provide the show, hand money will be paid, and that's it. There's none of that, you know, hey, I'll make sure you get on the right plane at I the right time. I don't think we had a contract. <laughs> 
so I end up to flash forward a little bit. I end up going to Nagasaki. Yeah. Just to spend, like to see the museum or whatever. I had yeah. a day. Uh, I come back and here. Do you remember the museum? Like what? What happened? Oh, it was great. It was super fun. Like what was it? What was in there? It's literally the entire town is built around like being nuked. Yeah. People don't normally describe it as fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's it's, it. Was my sense of humor? Like I went, I walked and was laughing the entire and time. And you walked through like, oh, look at that explosion over there. Actually, <laughs> I, I went to the Hiroshima Peace Park mm. with Josie Long, who's a British comedian, and she got recognized. Huh? And that's the wrong place to get recognized. Yeah, Hiroshima. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to do fan photos <laughs> oh, in yeah, front yeah, of yeah. an here's actual a, bomb. Here's a message <laughs> from me. I was, <laughs> I was trying to talk to him about whatever I'm doing, and I was uh, I was at Family Mart, like getting Wi-Fi because I didn't have a, a <laughs> I didn't SIM have card, a yeah. SIM card, and it says. Sorry, Family Mart, Wi-Fi just died. Yes, booked it. I guess I was talking about the museum tickets. Yeah. And the next one goes, this museum is amazing. I love it. <laughs> like, I don't even know why I would say that. Yeah. But then the next one, uh, hold on. This is, this is Mohammed's like, niceness of after you screwed him, or not really screwed him, how you got screwed over with the whole ticketing thing, everything. He's still trying to converse with you. And like a friend, like, hey, this museum is really nice. You're like, yeah, why I'm are you like, still talking? I'm like, I care about your super museum. I tried to ruin our relationship. How are we still <laughs> friends? I didn't realize that I was brought on this podcast to settle scores. Like, is this all going to conclude with, so Ollie, you owe me money? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's uh, actually, I remember Mo did tell me, Viv, let me handle this one. I was like, okay, I guess so. You know, we'll let you handle that. You thought you'd, you'd sidetrack me with the radio thing. Right. Get me to a false sense of security. Yeah. yeah. You got 20 seconds to introduce, you're paying me back, bitch. Exactly, yeah. And here's a song to go with that. <laughs> yeah, more money, more problems. What, all right, what song will accompany this? The next mess. <laughs> yeah, I booked it at the museum now. I love it. And then the next message goes, no, this is fucking depressing, but they got Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Google Priorities, <laughs> people. Oh, my God. Nagasaki. It all seems a bit much, yeah. but blisteringly fast. Exactly, yeah. Just imagine going to, like, the World War II <laughs> museum and stuff. Like, people died and that, 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 you know, everything. Oh, back then, phony. And, like, the kid's like, Mom, why didn't they just use Wi-Fi and message each other? It's like, ah, son. What are um, you going to do? So, actually, with the actually, part... One other thing which I will say, yeah. if you go to these museums, they are fascinating. But yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. It will make you call for, like, nuclear disarmament, 100%. You cannot go yeah. to that museum. Yeah. Like that. Also, um, go and read the guest books because there are some Americans that use the guest books as a... Um, as an opportunity to um, to provide balance to the narrative, Whoa. and it's fight. Oh yeah, so it's like no, no, you guys didn't hear our side of yeah, it. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> it is astonishing. <laughs> they couldn't hear it because they didn't have any more ears. <laughs> oh you can man, see the ears melted in the exactly, sky, yeah, literally exactly. in the helmets. Yeah, on display. Oh my, which God. is horrific. I remember going to the Holocaust Museum and stuff, and I, I went there and I was like, "This is ridiculous, man." Oh, no, 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 we're talking about like museums of things that did happen. So that's <laughs> not. Here we go, Mohammed. <laughs> I'd like to keep this podcast happening, everybody, with maybe one or two Jewish listeners. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, coming back to this, Ollie. So now you're coming back to this. Yeah. What? There's, there's, like, there's like thirty open threads. We're essentially seamstresses at this. Oh, point. okay. So actually, to finish that, the, the, <laughs> the, the previous, exactly yeah. whatever. There is a part, Ollie, that uh, you're about to uh, learn about for the first time. The rest of this story okay. is that I also missed my second flight. So I had changed my... Oh, here's what happened. I went to Nagasaki, <laughs> yeah. and I was going to go to Saga the next day. Yeah. And I realized that I can just change my flight for free or whatever to Nagasaki itself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nagasaki is an airport. 
Yeah. Or like whatever the the club. Yeah, exactly. No, this is why he. But Osaka. No, I see why you mix up the airports, man. I think I don't know. It was Nara, whatever. There was another airport closer to me, and the ticket that I had, I'm like, I can move it to this airport. He's treating airports like bus stations. Exactly. was closer. I'm like, I get on that one. I just hop on the next. Yeah. And then I asked the reception to give me a wake-up call, and they did not, and I missed that flight. Oh, and then I ended up flying back from Fukuoka. I know where he's there, but why I'm too embarrassed to even tell him. Why would you ask a Japanese reception to do the one thing they can, which is interrupt you impolitely? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? Of course she's not going to call you. She's like, I can't do it. She's, she's, she's sleeping, you know? Like, I bet you their wake-up call... I can't do it. He's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Wouldn't it be on brand I couldn't though? possibly exactly. wake up imagine sleeping. like four Japanese people standing outside the door yeah. just hoping I would wake yeah, like, up they're and they're all like yeah. trying to out polite each yeah. other exactly. <laughs> they're willing their way they're like oh my god no you wake him up yeah. <laughs> I bet you their wake up call is silent <laughs> just so they don't annoy you yeah. <laughs> oh man I can imagine that dude that's messed up alright okay so now are you now finally closure for you about this issue Yes. Yeah, you're feeling good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feeling good. If I have to say one thing, my review of the Nagasaki uh, Atomic Bomb Museum, yeah. great Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go to TripAdvisor and look for that one. Yeah. At least people are like, well, at least the kids will be happy. You know, while we're looking at the history, the kids are like, hey, dad, look at this one. Let me put it on Snapchat. <laughs> All right. Okay. So coming back to this one, Ali, <laughs> you are doing your world tour now. I've just, just done. Uh, Hong Kong was the end Hong of Kong it, right? Hong Kong was the last thing. Ah, yeah. so why did you leave us last, dude? Wasn't Hong Kong the beginning and no, everything the whole? But well, actual reason is like the borders have only just opened, right? Ah, mm. I mean, li literally the and obviously to get all the visa stuff done. Yeah, um, which wasn't a thing in the past. I mean, I'm, I won't be surprised to listeners to know that you know visiting acts would just come here as as a tourist. It depends on who's who's your promoter. Yeah, I never did yeah. this. I, I never did this myself, of course. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So it depends who's promoting <laughs> you. All right, well, as a comedian or a promoter, never. I actually <laughs> never broke any law in my entire life yeah, in exactly. any country ever. I would always make sure everyone has a visa, whether it's the immigration one or the credit card, they're all covered, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, look, you're, you're both talking bollocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, uh, yeah, so the, um, you know, the promoter I worked with did, did get me a visa and the paperwork yeah. for that took a, took a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I couldn't have done this like in September. Fair enough. And so I did a whole bunch of dates uh, in September, straight after the Fringe, and then uh, I then went back to the UK, and then I went out to uh, the Australian festivals in January. Yeah, Melbourne. And so I just yeah, did a couple of extra dates either side of those. It's kind of so yeah. you did Melbourne, you did Sydney. Oh no, you didn't do Sydney. No, I, I went to Sydney actually. Ah. I did one or two shows, just mics because oh, friends are running it, but uh, I, I never. I never really planned to kind of do Sydney. Ah. I never um, spoke to the festival. I never booked a, a date. Yay. But I knew that... Well, I knew I wanted to go to Sydney and also I was flying to Japan and it was easier to fly to Japan from Sydney than, than Melbourne. And actually what ended up happening was I booked a flight to Japan which had an eight-hour layover in Manila. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I better fucking do a show then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, nice. So yeah. I was like, what am I doing? Spending eight hours in an airport or spending eight hours eating Jollibee? Um, yeah, exactly. I know what I'd rather be doing. <laughs> All right, okay. So... Now that this tour is concluded, yes, 
What's the big plan for 2024? I'm quitting comedy. That's the big news, guys. There all we right, go, all right, right, Hannah, guys. Be relaxed. <laughs> you heard it first. Ring the bell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Are you changing? Are you ending comedy as in you're changing the pers- persona? You're going to be someone else? Like Ollie, I don't know, born? I don't know. What, yeah, I'm, um, well, the, 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 Ollie Horny. The show, the show that I just did was the show I did for the 2021 Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. And it's about, I talk about how I put on a bit of weight during COVID, right? You know, the joke is I put on a bit of COVID fat. Um, anyone else want a bit of covered fat? Yeah, I went up a shoe size. <laughs> so, um, so the premise right. of the show is uh, body positivity. And so I've obviously had to maintain the weight for the tour. Um, Fair so, enough, man. So there we yeah. go. Yeah. Commit. Committed, you commit. Right? So oh, yeah. I see you with your that Coke. But today, let me let me say, it is the end of the tour. That's why you're having a Coke, <laughs> Coke Zero. Zero, baby. Coke Zero. <laughs> He's like, finally, I can down. have a Coke without the calories. Yeah, My yeah. goodness. Time to go for your health. So, um, yeah, so, the tour, so that, that show's done. And then uh, I'm writing a new show for the Edinburgh Fringe this year. Hmm. And I... And obviously, like, you know the way these things work. You get needs, you know, it's on, normally it's on us to sort out the logistics. Sometimes yeah. you get lucky and a promoter will sort out like four or five dates in a row in some sure. region. So I don't really know if I'll be touring the show or how I'll be touring it or whatever. But I do know that I will have a new hour. Mm-hmm. And obviously the hour then becomes 90 minutes on tour. But I'll have the hour but well, I have to have it by August. And if anyone, any listeners mm. are at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh, yeah, we do have listeners to actually go. Yeah. Uh, in that year. case, come yeah. and see me. It's at 6.25. Prime time, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> AM. <so> don't <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the time zone. <laughs> my, my show is your wake-up call. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and trust I, I just me, like you my wake-up up. call, it would be very silent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it does make sense because people watching this show do fall asleep. Um, <laughs> no, he will. True. He I'm will wake you up. That. I'm good at comedy. <laughs> so, it's 6.25 every single day at Just a Tonic. The show is going to be called Not Much. Not Much. Yeah, and that's... that's. What's the inspiration behind the name? Well, it's a Honesty? Rest, it's, yeah, it's... <laughs> well, kind of. So look, I, I've I've done a lot of soul searching. I mean, I, I you've told me that a lot of your mm. listeners like stand up comedy. Yes. yes. And yeah. I know we've been uh, very very belittling of my skill set, <laughs> but I do I really care about stand up and and particularly doing this last tour when I realised that for the first time I've had people come up to me after the show saying things like I needed that, right? And I do think that my relationship with stand up has changed. And I think it's partly we all go through this journey of like stand ups about us. It's like our brave thing that we're doing and we're standing in a room facing the wrong way. And, you know, we're the clever ones writing the jokes. Then eventually you do start to build an audience or you do start to kind of, you know, the the success of that club's night is on your shoulders. And you do start to learn that actually we are custodians of these audiences nights out. Mm. Yeah. And so I've kind of gone through that personal journey myself a bit just through having played more rooms and you know doing touring my own show but also kind of realizing that for audiences stand-up comedy does matter right that we think of what we're doing as stupid and you know we all know that we've got colleagues that do phone it in and Mm. don't treat it seriously but you know like i've had some personal shit happen to me in the last year and i benefited from the escapism that you know entertainment provides of course and also when you're performing stand-up it's almost meditative in the well, I don't meditate because I'm, I'm not, you know, I can't, I'm not very good at it. But, <laughs> but, but when you're performing stand-up, there's no other thoughts that can go in, right? And if you, if you do your hour right, it's the same for the audience, right? They, they, uh, they are so focused on the story that you're creating and the world that you're building that other intrusive thoughts or bad thoughts or trauma, or, you know, whatever else doesn't end. So, I, ha- I like, the, I wrote this show because as kind of like me trying to work out why I'm still doing stand-up, right? Not from a kind of a career point of view, um, but more like, you know. 
can I justify its importance? Yeah. And so the premise of the show, obviously, you can't sell that, right? You know, that's not, yeah. No, people no, are like, yeah. we don't want to be like that serious. Uh, well, exactly. Right, so yeah. I, you know, I told this to my PR, and he was like, yeah, you know, find another angle. Yeah. So the actual angle is, I'm I'm talking about all the bad gigs I've ever done, mm. right? So you know, because I've taught a that's lot. That's crazy because that was literally going to be my last question to close the the episode was as comedians we bond over hell gigs, and I was going to ask you for a story about. Oh well, I mean, so this is not planned. Yeah, but yeah, this is perfect. But that's basically it. Yeah. I mean, it does make sense. You did say you are now currently writing the show for August, which is why you did your, you did your whole <laughs> world tour. Hey, well done. No, this is why he did the room in Hong Kong. That's why. Part of the exactly. <laughs> that helped him finally finish writing that show for August. There you go. On the so final I, night. I do yeah. threaten audiences with this. And when I tell them, oh, the next show is going to be about all the bad gigs I've done, you guys have made the cut. But by bad gig, right, yeah. I'm also kind of exploring that, that like a bad gig can be a, a good gig for the audience, but a bad gig for sure. us or, yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. But actually I think that a bad gig can be like on a production level, you know, mm. like no stage, no lights, no one's that right. Our audience actually we talked about this many times. Like our audience now are almost rolling their eyes like we know what a like our audience oh, okay. is very educated on stand up. In that case uh, you'll know that like yeah. actually you can have an amazing gig if like all the stars align in weird ways. So I'm mm. so and so that's kind of what the show's about. Like talking about how what seemed like absolutely disaster gigs you know, so I talk about how I did a gig where an hour before the gig the promoter died right oh. and it's like but actually that was one of the most one of the best gigs I've ever done right mm. because we just experienced some collective trauma technically someone killed <laughs> well, technically. They, well technically they didn't I mean he, he, he kind of killed himself it was a motorcycle accident after drink driving ah. really really sad stuff and he left behind some young children good but, job Vivek well, I mean, like, you know, I, mean, I just yeah, wanted some... to, hey, hey, follow me on IG Reels <laughs> for the be better comedy, people. I don't put my best shit here. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Um, by the way, on that Reels thing, I've got a theory that, like, one of the reasons it does well is because you mentioned Hong Kong. Yes, the I joke's got so. nothing to like, as if the elevator Dude, was a Hong Kong. That thing. was a conscious decision, man. Oh, if you notice, but like secrets, every episode, I, I titled the, these episodes of the podcast and the description and stuff. The the uh, the podcast called Ho Ho Hong Kong. The title ninety eight percent of every title of episode is has Hong Kong in it. Yeah. And the description has three Hong Kongs. Dude, in the it's just like how it's it works. Fun. I will yeah. not hide from this. If you look at that yeah. video, uh, ha happiness in Hong Hong Kong happiness, you will see on the thumbnail there's a Hong Kong flag. Yes. Inside there, the first phrase just because it says Hong Kong people, I put the Hong Kong flag there as well. Yeah. It's full on, dude. Yeah. I I have no shame behind that. No, and I mean not anymore. You're like <laughs> yeah. you're like finally I'm yeah. I'm getting somewhere. So I mean, whatever the trick is, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Put a flag. Yeah. That's what the trick is. But what, I mean, but can cap cut. Like have enough space to say the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region of the People's Republic of China, which it, is what you should be it saying. It actually can. It actually That's can. This is the. This should be called <laughs> Ho Ho Hong Kong <laughs> Special <laughs> Administrative Region of China. Exactly. It should. It should. Um, However, you also should be funny. But it's always it's funny. The case. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the Hong Kong audience. Yeah, Not exactly. for most of Trust them. Me, we're like, yeah, no. Not for our audience. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, I, imp I I accidentally improvised and claimed that um, back in the 1800s, opium was part of the Tesco meal deal. <laughs> I don't know how I, I, know how I, stumbled, <laughs> how I stumbled upon it. Um, so yeah, what's your theory on the reels before we... Well, I, mean, I guess I said it. Just oh, like, the Hong Kong... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. I think I had this idea pre-COVID, mm. and I've, I don't think I'll ever do it, so I don't mind sharing the idea. Also... Yeah. What's an idea if you've not done it? Mm. I had I realized through gigging a lot in Europe that so many comics would like, you know, the the Berlin comics would like, thing about us Germans, right, is we're quite shy people until we get a drink in us and then we'll just spill the beans. Or sure. and like then you'll go to Spain. And go, the thing about us Spanish is, you know, get a few drinks in us. And yeah. so my plan was I was gonna write a couple of jokes about, you know, 
thing I've noticed about Istanbul is your taxi drivers, right? <laughs> and I was going to do exactly the same That's joke. That's a great idea. Yeah. In like multiple yeah. different countries. Your taxi and, drivers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, I'll do, so I'll just write a bunch of jokes about taxi drivers. Which literally applies to almost it, every Asian well that, city. Every city. Well, that's yeah. the point. And so, so my theory yeah. was... Like, I, oh, wait, wait, okay. On that thought... Which country has nice taxi drivers? Let's flip it. Exactly. Like, yeah. I guess what, Canada? Japan. Maybe? Japan. <laughs> Japan oh, like, yeah. Are they nice? Like, they're really say, nice. No, they're polite, but you can probably still complain that like they don't care. They're not smiley. Or I mean, no, no, not at all. I mean, I, I, I like, I was, when I went back to Fukuoka for the first time in five years, mm. I took a taxi from the airport and it was such a pleasurable trip. He like, firstly, he didn't do the he whole. He gave you five star review. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I said to him, I said, what's changed? And he was like, well, let's, you know, let's talk about it. And so we, as we were driving through the town, he was telling me which buildings. But you're also like, you know, you speak fluent Japanese, which to him is rare, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that's. No, but I, I do agree though. Uh, I was in Hiroshima and I remember uh, I was taking the, the taxi from the cruise terminal mm. to my uh uh, hotel and it was like a good hour and hour and a half drive the guy's driving away and everything like no he got deal. ripped off mate yeah you know, whatever it is right? and I get there and the next guy time try to go to Saga airport <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. much more convenient much more convenient <laughs> yeah, in Hiroshima was it yeah, yeah. you want to go Moscow airport and then just take, <laughs> take the Trans-Siberian north and yeah, make sure good. you call the person who arranged the tour so they can call you an idiot <laughs> <laughs> exactly and I'll be like fuck good luck good luck <laughs> good. yeah they be like Good luck. That's a classic, man. That I think would have sealed. If I saw that message yeah. and you're like, well, good luck, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's oh it's like that generic message, which is like, this, you know, when someone said something and you're like, oh, no, that sucks, bro, or good for you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like some generic, like, yeah, yeah. oh, no, or fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry for the inconvenience call, all that shit. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right. So uh, I think, yeah, I think the taxi driver thing, honestly, Ollie, I think you should just do it. Yes. Just I agree. because. I, I, I think we could do three. You could do like, how, I, you know, you could do how people are at elevators. I love that uh, as a premise. Yes, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take that because I have some opinions on that one. Yes, no, I'm an experienced. You, know, you just need to do like, because I, I genuinely think the more I've traveled, the yeah. more the whole, you know, the whole thing of like, each individual country, his sense of humor is unique. It's bollocks. It's all the same everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got terrible mic technique, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Every single time, man. I'm like, like oh, he's too far, he's too close. You're riding the yeah. fader. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm not even trying to, I'm trying to use a gain because it's much easier for me. Because your damn fader, I'd go up oh, and no. down, dude. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. I normally have a guy. Oh, yeah, radio guy, by yeah, the way. Radio <laughs> guy. Yeah, radio guy. He has a guy holding it. Yeah, exactly. In a radio station, this is a fucking mic stand. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah, so now I didn't, sorry, I didn't do radio in my mum's house. Hey. <laughs> Let me just say the acoustics are fantastic. <laughs> it's all designed. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So the taxi idea. Yeah, right? yeah. So basically, come up with like people's approach to drink, late night food, taxis. You know, really generic stuff. You're right. But say it's about that city. Yeah. Right. And then cut it all together. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. Honestly, dude, I think if you pick 10 items and compare city to city to city, it could become a, a whole show on itself. Yeah, I agree. I honestly yeah. believe that. Because like the thing is that people will actually want to go to your show and see what's the topic he's picked this time. Well, do you know what? There's a fantastic French comedian called Sebastian Marx, who when mm. you're thinking about promoting French shows, mm. he should be next on your list because he's yeah. an American guy that does it in French. Uh. And he was the guy that used to run the open mics back in the day, you know, 10, 15 years ago in Paris. Right. And he um, tours, he, he tours relentlessly, right? He puts all of us to shame. Mm. He'll go to all of these regional towns and he will, on his Instagram, say, he'll like go to some ass under nowhere shithole and say, mm. what's good to do here? Right. And, and people... so, and so people will then like, 
you know, sometimes they'll just say stuff like, well, the, the car four is good. The car four is like the local um, like supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Like just absolute terrible suggestions. Yeah. Because that's then fodder for the first 10 minutes of his show. Yeah. yeah. And then he films it, titles it with the name of that town. And oh, Guys, there. Oh, of course. Oh, gets so the whole town to follow him. It's yeah. great. Because then that way people will now comment on this next post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll do yeah, that yeah, in yeah. the next show. Yeah, exactly. And wait for it's that. very, yeah, I mean, yeah. but, uh, and also like, it's not just, a, it's not just, it's a great idea. He's also brilliant. Yeah, yeah, No, no, of course. Yeah, You need to, so yeah, okay, to close this out, give us a hell gig. You have done a lot. This is the end of the tour. A quick hell gig story. And for hell gig, we never met, used this term before. Yeah. But it's basically like a bad room, bad audience, interaction that went wrong, something along these lines. And if you have it on this tour, that'd be even awesome. Because like, I'm really <laughs> curious that the whole tour was there that one or relatively bad gig in the whole tour. If you well, had I mean, it this I, weekend, I, I, it would I'm, be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe that's... Specific. So we're limited to the last two days. <laughs> Tell us the hell gig in the last two days. Well, actually, I did... The, the audience last night was boisterous, let's say. Uh-huh. And please use an easier word. I studied in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> but in in the end, well, I actually I, I was studied in France. So it's boisterous. <laughs> boisterous. Yeah. Ah, oui, oui. I mean, I know that one. I was I actually I, I was quite pleased with the line I improvised because I you know when you get to the point of of the show where like you feel like you're on the home straight and mm. and the show is just full of interruptions and things going wrong, and I just wanted to just. Crack, you know, I just wanted to get to the end of the show, right? Yeah. And I, and I kind of was in that point where I was like, okay, I've got about 10, 15 minutes left. I can do this. And then this lady out of nowhere says, I'm from Canada. What do you think about that? Right. And I'd previously like dicked on some Canadians or done something, but she just wanted to sidetrack me again. Right. And I said, I was very pleased with this. Um, cause I said, um, what did I say? I, That's what you said. The silence. <laughs> you gave a silence. Well, actually, treatment. silence he is very actually, powerful. He actually came up with the line after and he decided to embrace the story. He's like, next time I tell the story, I'm yeah. going to actually say what I should have said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually yeah. said it. Exactly. It's always that, that comment afterwards, like, ah, she did yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. Also, this is such a classic comedian sto telling a story of a bad gig by making himself look good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very really pleased about that one. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most comedian thing <laughs> I love how he was saying how he was pleased. And about I had the last laugh. <laughs> 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 All right. So now she says she's so, so she up. said she said what do you have to say about that? Yeah. Right. Which just annoyed me because I just want to finish the gig. Right. And I said I've got nothing to say about that. I'm going to keep my negative thoughts about you to myself. Ah. Right? I was really pleased because yeah. I kind yeah. of addressed it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The bad gig story is probably I'm going to end my show in Edinburgh, probably with this story, where basically... Okay, nice. We get a little preview. Yeah, yeah so yeah, basically, yeah. I, I talk about how th this gig in... Um, well, I'm going to change the... Because obviously, it is sensitive. This guy, poor guy, has actually died. So I'm going to change his name. Oh, that's the guy with the... Yeah, okay. and change uh, the location. But it was, yeah. in, it was in Phuket. Are you going to change the name and the way that he was dead? Mm, I mean, would you I, change that? Because in the game of Cluedo, if you change too much, nobody wins. Yeah, what did I mess that up? Yeah, <laughs> I am running on the, my brain is running on like well, two percent. I want to be sensitive, but yeah. like I think the 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 kind of the the comedic conceit of the the whole bit is it's like I'm getting news that this guy's in a coma, but I'm like yeah yeah yeah, but we didn't discuss cancellation fees. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's kind of how I'm getting into the bit. But, I, but I agree I, with that. I turn up to the gig, which is in essentially in a brothel. Right, I mean, mm. it's like a nightclub where the girls and this is how insane the gig was. Mm. The guy that owned the club, yeah, but essentially gave me a, a nudge to go any of these girls if you want them, they're yours. Huh. Right, as if it was like part of the rider. And I was yeah. like, I just have, a, I just have a diet coke if that's all right. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and he brings the girls. That's diet coke. 
Okay, no. No, they're actually Chinese girls and their name were Diet and Coke. Yeah, exactly. Like, you want a pair? Fine. That one in the corner there, she's yellow. Yeah. Cream soda. God. But but the the venue, you know, they gave me a hotel which was look, you've got to be grateful for these things, but it did the the pool did give me an STD. <laughs> that that is good. Uh, like, so, so, like, I love how he blames the pool. Oh, of course, no, no, he like, meant the pool of people he was amongst. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like I, the pool he was choosing from. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm serious because my my finger got infected, right? And my oh, wait, seriously, my dad's a doctor, and I text him a picture because it, it, it got massive. I was really nervous about it. Yeah, and like I said to him, like, and his girlfriend's just like, finally. <laughs> uh, I text my dad and I said, like, what should I ask for at the pharmacy? And he did ask me the delicate question like where might that finger have been <laughs> <laughs> and your answer was in the pool exactly <laughs> so implausible isn't it yeah. and so then the gig was in this room where like the promoter hadn't set the room up because he was currently dead so <laughs> so <laughs> you walk in you're like is he did someone die <laughs> <laughs> no but like you can imagine it's a massive nightclub right they were expecting 300 people to come they'd sold about 150 tickets which is fine right you get very workable yeah they were expecting walk ups whatever but like, firstly, about a hundred people got refunds because they presumed the gig was cancelled because he died. But there was nothing set up, so like, no stage, no lights. Or oh, at least there was lights, but it was like disco balls oh, and fuck. So right. I was through a Thai interpreter going, "How do we do less smoke machine?" Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Those lasers, le- not for the show, right? So I really and so basically, I tell the story about how they literally constructed a stage, like you know what it's like in sure. these countries. Like there's just a guy that can just do it for you. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah, they yeah. literally constructed the stage from balsa wood. Um, and, you know, I was like shuffling chairs right up to the end, like, you know, right up to, to, to... Was the stage one of those where like normally at the disco nights they have like the, the, the models just dancing on their own? Well, one the, of those? The, the, I'm sure that would have been available. They have you been to Thailand? Calling the models is a little... I'm trying to be politically nice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I'm, I'm like, not. This episode is <laughs> going to get me cancer. I said like four wrong things already. <laughs> one of them is saying the Nagasaki Museum is very fun and I enjoyed it a lot. So <laughs> oh, I'm fucked. God, it doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, man. This is going to be good pulled up in like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when I finally figured out the reels. Yeah. <laughs> then I get like, big. And then just, I get cancer. People are just about to start following. You got the trend. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to hit 1,000, 10,000 followers. And yeah. like, oh, by the way. And all of a sudden, a traffic spike from southern Japan. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then he says, of a press conference he flies out there yeah. arrives in fucking Taipei <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're arranging the chairs on, yeah. in the game so I'm arranging the yeah. chairs and, I, and I'm just thinking like, I've just got to do the best I can anyway then this is this is where it gets a bit bad right well actually loads of stuff happened which isn't even going to make the show because it's so implausible like, yeah like, I went to go get dinner mm-hmm. just before the show I was going to go meet my opener for dinner and I like got stopped by one of the masseuses. Um, <laughs> it was like, come, come for a massage. I'm like, I just do not like. You have no idea what stress I'm under right now. Yeah. Right. Like I might look like someone that's a sex tourist. Yeah. Like, opposite. Right. I'm very. I'm at work right now, and I'm, I'm late for yeah. dinner. And then this lady was like, you don't need dinner. You need me. She, like she was really persuasive. <laughs> yeah. Really sexy, and then starts like rubbing my body and touching my like uh. spots. I'm like, listen, I do need dinner, right? <laughs> I really do. And she went, no, you don't. I went, so you calling me fat? Like, listen. Yeah. Right? And then she went, no, no, you're not fat, you're handsome. I went, as a joke, I went, seems like you're calling me fat, right? Yeah. And then she realizes that she's not making the sale. So she turns, changes persona to man, which she also is. Wow. Right? And then goes, fine, you're fat and ugly, right? Uh, I'm like, oh, hang on, we never said anything about ugly. Right? And <laughs> yeah. then we got in a proper fight, but it was like, it turned from like a guy and a girl being, you know, like she presented stuff, yeah. as a woman, so she's a woman, right? To like very sexy and flirty to then like, 
the, her man it's persona. attacking you, yeah. It was just two blokes brawling in the street. You Amazing. fucking what, mate? No, you fucking what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh, very God. hard to have a fight with an erection. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but she handled hers very well. <laughs> oh. all, the, all the usual blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the point was, like, so, and then I got tricked into going paragliding. <laughs> Seriously, because I had a little what? bit of money in my hand. And then the, I was walking Wait, down that's the, not also before the gig. Before the gig. What are you talking about? I'm serious. We were just setting up chairs. You know, yeah. so, so I, got, so I set up the chairs. What time got, was this, setting up the chairs? Like 45 minutes before the... No, about an hour before the gig. Okay. And then about 45 minutes before the gig, I leave... Uh, quickly get some food, walk across the beach. I'm feeling really stressed. So I just, it's very near the beach, right? So yeah. I, just, I just clear my mind, you know, whatever. And then the guy like takes my money from my hand and is like, Yeah, you just only, grabbed it. It will only take 15 minutes to go paragliding. And then before I'm like, before I know it, he's like strapping me in. Oh. And then I get the message on my phone, like, before the promoter was in a coma, then I get the confirmation he's dead. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm gonna have to deal with that later. And then I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, literally, look like a bird's eye view of the worst gig yeah. I'm ever about to do. Eventually, turn up to the venue in a right old state. Did you land on the venue? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> that would have been so James him. Bond style, paragliding. Par- <laughs> also, yeah, the promoter just died on a motorcycle. However, you make it landing. Yeah, Amazing. exactly. Flying yeah, in. exactly, right? <laughs> and the, and but, that's when you need the lasers in the, in the room when you yeah. land. <laughs> 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 anyway, so then I get told by the um, owner of the venue that like some of the working girls are going to be there to fill out the numbers, and the line I've written for the show is I don't I don't know if I can sell the line, but I think it's funny. It's like, do you know how hard it is to bomb to people who are professionally trained to feign entertainment oh, or enjoy yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how they approach it but like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, no. it was rough I think like, it's relatable enough no it's yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. They're, they're professionally trained to fake how entertained they are by exactly. their clients yeah, yeah. and, and like, they they're like even yeah they're like oh, yeah. Or actually maybe you can go like another like the same way but like say like they're, they're giving the wrong fake reactions <laughs> <laughs> they're moaning during your show yeah, that'd be good dude you're just strange <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's good you're like telling a joke about your mom she's like you're so big <laughs> <laughs> you're like are you fat shaving me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, hi my name's Orion I'm tall oh yeah <laughs> 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 as you show progress it's like <laughs> yelling <laughs> and like after- they start to leave during the gig as their clients arrive anyway point <laughs> The, then the guy who owns it is like, I think you should let people know that the promoter has died because like it was <laughs> yeah. all up in the air. So I start the gig by going, "Who's up for a great night of comedy?" Like thirty people splatter yeah. of, a, of right. applause. Before we start, it is incumbent upon me to let you know that uh, your mutual friend, insert name of actual person, yeah, the life support machine has been turned off in the last thirty minutes, so we right. will just have a moment silence. Yeah. So I'm starting an hour show with a moment <laughs> silence for the for the for the. Oh, the man. worst part for me about this is that you're doing your own intro. That is a big no. Oh, like, not only am I doing, I'm not only doing my own intro. There's no music. I'm doing it from a radio mic, obviously, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. on a stage that couldn't support my yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. honest, and like also. There was only 30 audience because so many people didn't turn up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then those that did turn up had booked the VIP booths. I know one person who didn't turn up. Okay. The that's, that's enough for me. Turn my mic off. The VIP booths. What's the difference between a, between a normal booth and a VIP booth? A uh, basket of chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so look, I, I need to, I obviously need to turn this into a coherent story, but I don't think I'm going to get a worse thing happening than actual promoter actually dying no yeah. definitely hour before the gig but I just need to turn it into a palatable story I mean like I, the only one little comment I'd have is like keep those uh, the, the hookers in the room don't let them leave just yet because like I would love like after your show's done nobody gets up there to so like like cigarettes and just like <sighs> 
That's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Again, like them, like usually after their work, they have a cigarette. Yeah. But you're so stressed that you're having a cigarette with them yeah, outside. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? Actually? And they ask you to pay them after you're done. There you go. What's yeah. What's interesting yeah. is I did hang out with them after. Mm. Ah. They, look, we share more in common with them than hmm. almost any any other profession. Just oh, yeah, yeah. serious, right? Yeah. Absolutely. They, they were fun, cool people, yeah. right? Who were like earning a living. They've got hustle. Yeah. You, you know, I was watching them switch it on and switch it off, just like we do, right? Yeah. And like, I don't know, like I'm, you know, I've, I've not used their services. Yeah. Right. But I really respect what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like also like just spending that time kind of hanging out with these they're called bar girls, I guess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But mm. you know, they're they're kind of on the clock, but then you know, I just you know, actually hanging out with them after I I, I was just like dancing with them, right? It was just mm. fun. Right. Uh, did actually make the whole night really palatable. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, fair enough. No, I do agree. That's how I met my wife. Hey, that's the Ollie inside joke. That's my wife. That's my wife. That's my wife. Um, so if you ever hang out with Ollie, uh, don't be fooled when he actually points at random people and says that's his wife, because that's actually <laughs> not his wife. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did that to me a few times this weekend. Yeah, Initially, I was confused because I'm like, man, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. Like, she just walked away and ignored you. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. my wife. <laughs> he also walked out of last night's gig going with the laughed. Yeah, so exactly. Just like he says a lot of stuff. Yeah, he says a lot of shit. I just think yeah. it's really empowering to have a wife. It is. It's absolutely empowering. It's my wife. Yeah, I mean, that's my wife. Hey, you know my what? Wife. Whatever believe in the mind yeah. can eventually be realized in the real world. That's it's always wi- that's, that's my wife you're talking about. Hey, fair enough, man. You know, uh, fair enough. Ollie, thank you so much for coming on, man. This has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, for how you. Do, how do people? I've been enjoying it. So hey. How do people find you online now? How do people find your next shows and all of that shenanigans? Um, Ollihorn.com, Ollihorn Comedy on my on the Instagram. So it's O L L I E. O L L I E. It's a katakana o. So they katakana no ri. You know what you should do as a joke? Buy the domain Ori Horn. Just buy the domain and redirect it to Ollihorn. Oh, that's funny. That is, would be funny, dude. It's probably good. Is very it 999 funny? That is hilarious for a year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> get that joke going everywhere you go. Like if you and in case, you know, you have a problem, it's audihorn.com as well. And it'll be <laughs> so good because the websites will be identical. And people wouldn't know the difference. They would actually read really through I, th- I, I I agree for Yeah, dude. Orihorn would be really Orihorn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're well, okay. To do so that. both of us are I'm getting... allowed to do that. I yeah. don't think you're allowed to do that. I am Asian, you're not. You may speak the Asian, but I'm the actual Asian. Speak the Asian. Why don't you learn to speak the English, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All right. thanks everyone. <laughs> <laughs>